parents and coaches. Do you wish you had a safe social media platform for your youth athletes? Fortunately for you, there's a revolutionary new app that helps with just that. Introducing Small Player Big Play. Small Player Big Play app provides young athletes, parents, and coaches a user-friendly sports social media platform. The app allows users to connect with friends, make new friends, create groups, text, chat, and post pictures and videos of you and your teammates participating in your favorite sport or activity. To begin, users can simply download and sign up for the app using an email account. Younger users have the ability to sign up using their smartphone and a parent's email address. From there, users can begin to interact and engage with other users of the app. Small Player Big Play app also gives users the ability to live stream full games and events. You can live stream your event so that friends, family, or anyone in the world can see you in action. Users can also share posts from the app to their other social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. What are you waiting for? Get in the game and share your love of sports with the world. Download the Small Player Big Play app today. Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A... <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. Mahomes takes the snap. He's just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over. And the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting across from me is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. You know, um, like you said, it was a weird day in football, and, uh, you know... It, nothing, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, nothing more... Uh, well, yeah, you and I both, we joked, because there were a number of times where we did text stuff back and forth to each other, but there was a number of times where both of us today were like... I'm just going to hold that thought till later, and uh, we'll focus on it. I'm sure it'll come up later right. tonight. Like we say, nearly every week, Justin and I have these conversations anyways. Yes. Why not put it out there for the public? And that's what we're going to do tonight. Justin and I haven't talked about a lot of these things uh, other than a text here or there, but there was a lot of stuff that happened, a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of weird stuff, uh, and we're going to dive into all of it, but... Um, since we're in the month of December, happy holidays, everyone. Absolutely. We're all decorated here. I got my Merry Christmas banner behind me. I got my tree off to the side. You can't see it on the camera. Let's see. There we go. Nice little Christmas tree shot. 
full with uh, Penn State, Philadelphia sports, except the Eagles, um, Star Wars, you know, video games, Ghostbusters, obviously all of my favorites. And uh, I do want to uh, congratulate Penn State winning yeah. game number two with a little win streak going on. Hey, so. and, and to be honest, I know it sounds silly because they – they are two and five, like so. Don't get me wrong; it's not like oh, great, they're two and five. But I, I'd say they're one of the best two and five teams in the country, though. Right, and I as think ridiculous there's, as that there's a lot to say that they didn't just pack it in, because um, they easily could have uh, at zero and five could have easily packed it in. Um, but instead, they they've put it together and they're getting contributions from some young guys, which is awesome. Um, just kind of build hopefully continue to build momentum into uh, next year. Um, so hopefully they can uh, get these things going. You know, I, I was talking again yesterday with someone. I'm telling you, like, you look at the way things So This is exactly why. And I, I am going to do my best to keep this in mind uh, in the years moving forward. This is why you schedule the winnable games, the games you absolutely should win those first few weeks of the season in college football. You don't get a true preseason. You don't get scrimmages. You don't get any of that stuff. And Penn State got their hearts broken on the first weekend and then got beat by a better team, the best team in the Big Ten. Right, yeah. No in, one, in, no in one thinks otherwise. And then it just carried over. Like they, they had dreams of making the playoffs this year. And then next thing you know, their hopes got severely damaged in week one. And then they just got steamrolled in week two. And then we're out of it already for week three. Right. And then their season was essentially over. Right. When you start 0 and 3. Right. And uh, so, so because of that, like, I just, I'm not, I don't think it's an excuse, but like, we talk about this all the time. You see it in high school sports, you see it in college sports more and more, where it's just like, yeah, sometimes that 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 mental aspect is that really tough, and it, and it is different. It is different um, when when you start talking about all these things, and you start talking about again. I I it is gets super complicated, but man, all these college kids in a college situation trying to, you know, get you, you see all these games canceled every week, all this stuff. It was interesting. Somebody brought up a good point, like. Yes, the, the NFL has been close to disaster a few times, you know, with the Titans, with the Ravens, um, just, you know, spots, the Raiders a few times, you know, like there, there's been some close calls, but they haven't had to cancel a game yet, which is, which is absurd. Postpone, and, sure. Right, right. Move a, literally a week. But, right, yeah. But I'm like, and they've, they've changed schedules in the middle of the year. Like, oh, you're not playing this team next week anymore. You're playing these games. Like, yeah, well, help so, it happen to my Dolphins. Right, right. So like. I mean, they've gotten as close as they could, but somebody brought up the point. Like, not they're like, look, I'm not trying to say that college kids aren't invested in it and that they're not worried about it, but like, they're not losing their scholarships. Like, the their point was more the professional players know. Like, if I do something I'm not supposed to do and we don't get to play, I don't get my check. Lose my job, right? Like, yeah. And so, and so they they're like, they're not. They weren't making the point as much about college as they were about professionals being like. There's a lot more at stake, like in terms of the literal sense, like I guess, or maybe more of the tangible things, I guess, um, for some of the pro players. They it was a discussion about that right. specific thing. But I'm proud the way that Penn State has kind of come back. They 
there are moments where yeah, they, they, they look like they're starting season. to find some of their identity, like um, being able to run the ball. I get frustrated at times when they don't run it more, but the fact that some of the young guys are getting in there, uh, Kevon Lee was looking good, Devin Ford was looking good. They played with so much more confidence this week than they had all year. Um, and the defense. Parker Washington. Defense. Oh, yes. Parker Washington, some of the other guys. Isaac Lutz stepping up, making some plays. Uh, Keandre uh, Lambert Smith. Yes. It? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, Brenton Strange. Right. I, I mean, they're getting guys in the playing young guys at linebacker. So, like, so, I mean, it. I think it, it, a lot of it at the beginning of the year was a mental and attitude oh, issue. They were and deflated and they couldn't overcome it, which comes down to motivational aspects of the coaching staff and also heart and pride of the players. Right. But they it took a while. They seem to have righted the ship. I mean, beating Michigan at Michigan is huge. I know there were no fans and right. blah, blah, blah. But you beat a, a team maybe you shouldn't have beat, I'm not sure. Then you come back and beat a team right. you should. It just gets me thinking of all the games that we already talked about. Coulda, shoulda, woulda beat Indiana. Probably right. ha- where it wasn't going to beat Ohio State anyway. I'll never change my mind. They they beat Indiana. <laughs> right. But true. They, it shouldn't have been in that spot. No, they, they shouldn't have, have let it spot. get there. Right. But even so, they still they still beat them. Yes, if yes. you watch football, they beat them. The Maryland game is the biggest one that I'm like, what were you doing? Right. Like, that is unacceptable right. that week. Um, then week four was four at Nebraska then. Yeah. And then five was Iowa. Yep. Again, I, there's a chance, I believe, for a rematch with Nebraska. I'd be right. interested in that because I think Penn right. State can and should beat them. I don't know what to say about Iowa. I think but... they should have, but I'll give that one as a toss-up because Iowa play Iowa Penn State is tough virtually every, every year. Every year, yeah. Uh, that Iowa team, from looking shaky the first couple weeks, has looked good since then. So, like, I, you know, that's that's a legit Iowa team, like. But yes, the Maryland one, they should have beat Maryland. They should have beat Nebraska. They should have beat Indiana. They aren't better than Ohio State. And they aren't, well, I don't I, know I if they're better in, than Iowa. Right. I think they are, but they ha- I can't really make a strong argument based on evidence that I've seen this. Well, year. and just look at the, I mean, the other side of the coin. If Indiana loses to Penn State, does their season just fall apart right there? Well, and that's, and that's what I've, I've said a million times. If Penn State wins that first game, like if they make the correct call and say he was short of the goal line and Penn State wins, which he was, I I still think they lose to Ohio State, but I think they win their other games. Like I think it was. Mostly, I don't think they lose to Maryland. That's for right. Sure. I think it was mostly mental, like the the anguish of just defeated. Yeah, they're just right mentally defeated. Right. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily like oh I give up. It's just that that edge, and. That edge is the difference between going out there and handling a team like Rutgers that you're supposed to. And I mean, the defense was dominant in that game Mm -hmm. versus going out there and watching Maryland literally run the same play over and over over for long touchdowns. Yeah. Just inexcusable, unacceptable, but I mean, I don't, I don't want to touch on college too long. we got a lot of NFL to talk about. I know generally, um, the navy I wear is for Penn State, but the navy I'm wearing tonight is for well, navy, navy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. because this coming Saturday, mm-hmm. December twelfth, is the Army Navy game, which I believe is is it the hundred and twentieth meeting? It's a it's up there. I it's don't up know there. I can't one. remember if this is the hundred and twentieth exactly. It's right right around that mark, but it was supposed to be played in Philadelphia, and we were 
possibly going to it right. uh, very close to. I mean, last December, like I literally had my mom write in her calendar for 2020 have my dad be off on December 12th because we're going to the Army Navy right. game. That was the plan. Um, but obviously 2020 happened and yeah. the game isn't even in Philadelphia. It right. is at West Point, which is pretty cool because it hasn't been on right. one of the military campuses since the 40s. Right. I've been to a game at West Point. I've never been to an Army Could you Navy imagine game. going to an Army Navy game at West Point? That would be incredible. Or at um, Navy Marine Stadium in Annapolis. Yeah. So I've been by Navy Marine Stadium because I've been... To the Naval Academy, well, we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm, yeah, I've been to the pool a like a number of times. Uh, so I've been on the Naval Academy like campus or base or whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, and you, when we would go in, we'd drive by the stadium every time. But. So I've got my my 2020 Army Navy swag on. You can see the my favorite Army Navy helmet behind me over my shoulder. I've got last year's on the mixer board, and I put one on Justin's desk to uh, commemorate the game this coming Saturday because obviously Justin is the husband of an Army vet, so I know where his loyalties lie. It's okay. We're used to not rooting for the same football team That's all true. the time. Um, but but yeah. rarely are they actually rivals. That's true. Right? That's true. I mean, they, these are. The, I mean, one of the greatest rivalries in in football, uh, Army Navy, and uh, I've been cheering for Navy as long as I can remember, and it's gotten really big over the last probably six years or so. Um, but obviously, like many of us, have family from both sides. Both right. my grandparents were. Both my grandfathers served in the Army on uh, World War Two. Um, I have cousins who so I were didn't in know that because you had some uncles that were well, right. Yeah, I have cousins that were Army National Guard. I have a cousin that was Navy. I have uncles that were Navy. I have a late aunt that was Navy. Um, so there's a lot of pride and traditions with both. But for some reason, I've always leaned towards Navy. I guess if if I was ever to enter a service, it was gonna. Well, honestly, it was gonna be Coast Guard. That's the one that I always uh, yeah, leaned yeah, towards. I that. But Navy was next, so that's why I've kind of always leaned Navy. Um, and it's just a fun competition because obviously anytime Army Navy comes together, all their pregame stuff is absolutely amazing. Yes. I remember the video last year, just yes. like, oh, so great to watch. So that game's coming up. Unfortunately, we are not there like we had hoped, but sometime in the future, that's the plan. Yeah. So um, we'd like to go to it in Philadelphia, that would which be cool. it won't be back there for two years because I believe it's in Baltimore next year. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But enough of the college football talk. Let's get to the professional games and, well, there was no Thursday night, so we don't need to start there because of all the COVID delays and whatnot. Um, there is a game going on right now, which is Chiefs-Broncos. I'm trying to bring the video uh, in Unless I saw the Broncos were up 3 nothing. Um, I believe that's where we're still at. They're okay. at co- in a commercial break at the moment, but uh, there are two more games. Yes, it's still 3 nothing. Denver just, just kicked the field goal and is kicking off to Kansas City nearing the end of the first quarter. We have two games left after tonight, one tomorrow and one th- Tuesday. I thought oh, no, three, three games. games. There's yeah. two, two tomorrow, tomorrow and, and one mm. on Tuesday. So there's the, the weird 5 o'clock game in tomorrow, right. which is the Steelers-Redskins Steelers game. Steelers-Washington. Oh, right. Sorry. Steelers football game. <laughs> like literally Steelers <laughs> against the football team. Um, so Pittsburgh-Washington is tomorrow yes. at 5. Then tomorrow night at the normal slot is Buffalo at San Francisco. At Arizona. In, in Arizona. <laughs> and then Tuesday, we finally get Baltimore-Dallas. Just just think. Think if you were to a year ago, 
just see the schedule for right and have but have like, no context for nothing for this past Wednesday through this Tuesday. No context. Just you see Steelers Ravens playing on a Wednesday night. No, no week. not Wednesday night. Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. It started at three forty. Right. Wednesday at three forty in the afternoon. No Thursday night game. No Saturday games. Like in December, so you're like, okay, like you probably would have thought, oh, conference champion. Well, no, you would have had big college football rivalry weekend this weekend. But then you'd have some games on Sunday. You'd have two Monday night games and a Tuesday night game. You'd be like, what What is going on? on? But wait, wait. What happened to the Thursday primetime game right, the week exactly, before? Exactly. What where what's happening? Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. really without context, you would be scratching your head and be like, "Man, the NFL really is trying to take over everything." Right, aren't they? right, yeah. I mean, they are, but <laughs> it, it is what it is. So, yeah, NFL week 13, interesting. Lots of uh, interesting games today. Uh, I'm going to stop bro- illegally broadcasting this game and uh, pull up the scores so that we can properly talk about Everything that happened today, I'll try to bring the the game back up again uh, in a little bit, but uh, don't have to start on the Thursday night because there was no Thursday night. So we'll start with the Saturday afternoon games and let's see which one NFL.com lists first. Looks like we're starting with Saints Falcons. So New Orleans, the number one seed in the NFC. They go to Atlanta, second time in three weeks. The teams have played. Taysom Hill still a quarterback for New Orleans, and they're able to hold on. It looked a little dicey there at the end, but New Orleans beat Atlanta 21-16. New Orleans improves to 10-2, and and they clinch a playoff berth. Yeah, so this is one where I picked New Orleans to win. I almost wavered and went with the Falcons. I did too, but I did not. I I didn't pull the trigger on it. I didn't either. Mostly because I was like, hmm, like, don't fall into the trap of thinking that beating the Raiders last week by that much actually means that they're that good. As we saw today. I also thought that while the Saints won last week, it was about as unimpressive as a two-score win as you could get against the Broncos last week. Considering the Broncos didn't have a quarterback. Right. Um, I just... I was like, the Saints are going to rebound. They're going to play like a good team. They know that, like, that. I, I figured there'd be some kind of like hot take. Not that's probably a bad term, but just there'd be some like momentum to like, oh, this the Falcons are going to get them here. No, um, <laughs> the the Saints did enough. Taysom Hill actually threw his first two touchdown passes of his career. Congratulations! Uh, since B, since his time at BYU, like seven um, years ago. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, um. The thing about the Saints is they're just they're finding a way to do it again um, with with a backup quarterback. And the nice thing is, honestly, they don't need to rush Breeze back. Not that they would, but like they don't need to rush him back, um, which is good when you break eleven ribs like that. Yeah, that's well, insane. I think back to Coach Dom's near, nearly two yeah. years ago now yeah. when he. Broke was it two or three? I think something like that. It was a low lower number than what right Br- Drew Brees broke. Yes, and he was in pain for months. Yeah, and he wasn't taking hits to you know the the body after the fact. Trying to return to uh, his professional role um, is is not as a quarterback in the NFL. Uh, we appreciate and respect everything he does, but it's oh, not absolutely. taking a beating right in a professional football game. So when they said that he would only miss like three weeks, I'm like, I don't. 
think so. I forget. Or... I forget which former NFL quarterback like posted a thing about it. But he posted this long oh, thing. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, was it Sage Rosenfels? It was Sage Rosenfels. Yeah. And he said he broke one rib. Like, one here. And he's like, it was excruciatingly painful. Just because he's like, you're sitting there, it hurts. You're lying down, it hurts. You breathe, it hurts. Right. You, everything right, is Everything pain. just hurts all the time. And he's like, "I that was one. He's like, and it still, like, acts up on him. He's like, it never really gets back. because right, they like, can't cast your body like right. that and and the cartilage in between your your ribs like that heals incredibly slowly slash doesn't really heal that well because it has virtually no blood supply that's why it's good at what it does but like it it's just yeah it's incredible to think that he's going to be back at all well that's what i was thinking i was like, like is he coming back before the playoffs do they need him back before the playoffs? Well, I guess the report the today is that he's ahead of schedule and could come back week 14 for the Eagles. Next week. I don't think that's necessary. I don't know why you do that. <laughs> After uh, what we've seen recently. And we're going to get into the Eagles. Well, it becomes it becomes a thing of they need that. They don't need. They would benefit greatly from having the bye. And as the one seed, if they've got a game to play with, I don't know, you know that you really bring breeze back before that but like i mean you have to realize like i know they've won the two games like that they've had without him but like they're not winning a super bowl without him no you know what i mean so like you have to figure they clinch the playoff spot so if they at worst if they're like if we just get in the playoffs we can win with breeze you know like we even if they had to even if they lost the division which they have the tiebreaker with the bucks because they beat them both times but even if they lost the division, and what are they up? Two games on the Bucks or three? They're up three because the Bucks are seven, seven and five, five, and they're ten and two. And they have the so they're and essentially they had, four games essentially, up. Yeah, they're essentially four games up with four with games four, left. Yeah, four games left to play. Right. So really, if they win one more game, if they, they beat the, the Eagles, they should clinch the division. Yeah, clinch a playoff spot. Cl- clinch a and top let's four seed. Be honest. They should be able to beat the Eagles without Drew Brees, right? And, and is it in Philly or is it in New Orleans? Because if it's in New Orleans, absolutely. Well, I don't know because the Eagles are on the road today. It doesn't mean they're they're home next week, yeah. but like I just, um, but the thing is too, like I and I know you, you could do this every week when you look at it, but I don't want to put them in there with Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and all those guys coming back from broken ribs, like because I. The wrong thing happens, and next thing you know, he's done for the year. And so are your shots at a Super Bowl. Right. So, I don't bring him back yet. Why? No, I don't bring him back next Why? week. Why? There's no reason for to play him next right. week. None. Um, I understand if you want him to play some before you get to the playoffs. Like, you don't want him off two months be- between games, necessarily. But No, you want him to knock the rust off a little. But right. I don't know if I bring him back before week 16. No, I'd probably bring him back week 16, let him play. Then week and, seventeen, play a little. Right, play like the, the first, first half. couple series or something, and then like go and and kind of give it that up to him too. You know, we'll see how it goes, and then play Taysom Hill and play Jameis Winston actually because yeah, Taysom really. is is going to play other spots. Right. Um, so I know we got a lot so into that, but that game featured one team that had a coach already fired, no. and obviously Sean Payton's not being fired. No. Um, this next game features a team that already had their coach fired, and unfortunately, one that's 
may see the coach get fired and I having think I know ties where we're going to here. Uh, having ties to a local uh, yeah. rival of our of our high school um it, it's disappointing I, I like to see the pennsylvania guys the Dude. pennsylvania roots have yes. success but uh the bears are not good for the second straight year um after they surprised some people you know in Matt Nagy's first year um, they look good in 2018, but have not been able to do anything in 2019 or 2020. And today they blew a 10 point fourth quarter lead to the Detroit Lions. Including, they were, what were they doing throwing the ball inside their own 10 at the end of the game? I know they're trying to aggressively get the first down because they don't want to, but Trubisky gets sacked from the side he's facing. It fumbles the ball, and then Detroit recovers inside the 10. Like, you, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, I don't. Oh, and then they drive down the field, and I love Allen Robinson. I know. I love Allen Robinson. He stepped out. Now, like, he was trying to get there, but, and I think he thought he had it, but it's almost like he realized it as he was stepping out, like, oh, I might not have it, and stuck the ball out again. And then, okay, so you're, you're still a fourth and short, and they stuffed David Montgomery. They stuffed him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like it wasn't close. They were closer on the Allen Robinson step out than they were on. Yes, you're right. On the Montgomery. Yeah. So like, you still had your shot to get it. It it wasn't like oh that cost them the game. They did multiple things down the stretch to cost themselves that game. That's the problem. They did multiple things to cost themselves the game, and they've done that a few times. So it's, yeah, I didn't realize this, and I saw someone mention it somewhere that the Bears were in danger of losing six straight. And I was like, yeah. wait, there was no way the Bears were five and one yeah. at one point. No way. And I had to look it up. Yeah. Like, it's, it's one of those things, like, I'm wondering why did I doubt that? Because why would a mainstream sports site, sportscaster, like, make that up, right. you know? Right. Or get it confused? But I was like, no, I don't believe you. Right. There's and no had, way they were five and one no and in way. first place in the NFC. No way they were five and one. No and way. they were. And they were. But how long ago does it feel to think back to October 8th when they beat the Buccaneers by right. a point? So, like... Oh my I mean, now they had to win the next week against the Panthers, and, but that's their last win, but, October 18th. that was the game, wasn't it, where Brady thought he thought it was third down? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a Thursday night game, wasn't it? It was, because then I think on Friday night is when LeBron won the NBA title, Friday or Saturday, and it was his fourth, because everybody superimposed LeBron with the, like, four, like, holding up the four, because Brady had that, like, four, like, look like, isn't it fourth down? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, the Bears started 5-1, and one, beating the Lions, which they shouldn't have. We've talked about a lot today. Yeah. Uh, then they beat the Giants, the Falcons, lost to the Colts, beat the Bucks by a point, and then beat the Panthers by so, a touchdown. Right. Since then, they lost by 14 to the Rams in overtime to the Saints, a touchdown to the Titans, six points to the Vikings, 16 points to the Packers, and then blow a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter to lose by four to the Detroit Lions, right. who just fired their coach. And today's the bad one. Every one of those other teams, including the Vikings, has a shot at being, well, every one of those other teams is going to make the playoffs. The Vikings have a shot. Um they were trying to give it away today. They they did everything they could to give it away today. And I'm not saying the Vikings are that good of a team, but like those are all good teams, but the Bears are finding ways to lose games. Um, oh, and that was at home too. Yeah. It was at Soldier Field. Yeah. I'm telling you, like so, I don't know what they're doing. Like 
I mean, I don't think Nagy gets fired in the middle of the season, at least not yet. Well, I don't really know the advantage, especially this year. You can't go out and get your college guy like earlier, like really. Right. Like, and the Falcons already did it. The Lions already did it. Right. Um, I'm, I, I'm not happy. Like, I don't really care about the NFC North, the Bears, the Lions, whatever. Uh, I'm only happy because I picked the Lions. So when the Lions came right, back yeah, today, see, I, I picked was happy. The Bears. Uh, I went. I'm so far. I'm nine and two. Wow. Which I thought I, was very good. I've lost three. Uh, I thought nine and two was good, but then of course my uncle, my uncle Rich, is ten and one right now, um, and I believe his only loss is the one that uh, everyone I think lost. Okay. So far, which oh no no sorry not everyone just me, Cleveland Tennessee I was all against Cleveland. Oh yeah, I was too. Um, I went. So I'll get to that. A bunch of people did take Cleveland. Yeah. Um. But I was not. I was not on that one at no. all. Um, but I lucked out with the Detroit one. I, I knew the Vegas Jets one wouldn't matter either way because everyone took Vegas. Right, exactly. Um, but that one worked in my favor for sure. And I don't know that anyone took the Giants. Um, apparently, taking New England was a big deal. I took New England. I, I took New England. Uh, but my dad, who took the Chargers, was surprised that I had taken New England. So, like, I get it. The Chargers have been one of those that have been better, but we talk all the time about a team that's finding ways to lose games. And and rookie quarterbacks don't beat Bill Belichick. Like, I know it's not the same this year, but they're now 5-21 and 21 against Bill Belichick. I talked to my dad today, who, who actually, um, he's with you. He says, go Army. That's right. Um, so that's right. I don't know if that's just because he knows how much I've gotten into rooting for Navy over the last hey, that's like, six right. or seven years. But an enemy of my um, enemy. Right? I, but he, he no, he told me when I posted my profile picture, <laughs> he he said he's pulling for uh, the alma mater, or if you want to call it that, of the the grandfathers of, of right, his right. dad and his father in law being uh, being army vets. But uh, he w- told me besides the Chargers being favored against the Patriots, which I only ah. figured out because Paul Roberts tweeted it out when they were losing forty five nothing that uh Lynn Sanity at work um he's gonna get fired too and that might come soon that may come soon but he also told me and i i told again kind of like the bears thing he told me that the 49ers were favored over the bills see that doesn't and it was only like one to two points which is mostly because it's in san francisco (laughs) it's in arizona but i just like i couldn't believe it when he told me that i just was really surprised because i know san francisco is an awful right but buffalo is seen as the top tier of the second tier if that makes any sense like right i feel like kansas city and pittsburgh's at the top and then buffalo is probably everyone else's third choice <clears throat> right so and it just surprised me that they'd be favored even though it's on the road in prime time I, I don't know that one just kind of caught me off guard yeah that that one that catches me off guard a little bit too um yeah i i forget kind of where we were but just like well, we have been talking bears lions right but- the Bears, I, Matt Nagy. I mean, unless he turns it around and can win like the next four weeks and maybe sneak into the playoffs, I don't know that he's going to make it through. No, make it to a fourth year, I should say. And I don't know what the answer there is either because you have quarterback. Well, yeah, but you just signed... they bailed on Trubisky. Foles hasn't worked out. Yeah, but like I don't know what the fix is. Like, what do you do? Do you just? I guess you got to go and get one. Like that's what Arizona did. Arizona was like, "Hey, we're starting over. We're just going to get him." Yeah, like. That stinks, but that's what happens now, I guess. Um, 
the Colts rebounded nicely today. They were mm -hmm. able to hold on to win. I know uh, the Texans were kind of giving it away to them at the end with uh, their decisions and play. But they just fumbled it. <laughs> they fumbled it. Do you see JJ Watt's face when they fumbled it? No. Like, they were inside the five. Oh, I know. I saw them get right. down. They to showed JJ Watt then. So. He just like kind of like that exasperated laugh. Like not like blaming people. Just like of course. Like. That's how their season has. I'm surprised that gone. the Texans couldn't find a partner to trade him a month ago, just because they hadn't sort of turned it around, you know, at the beginning of November. Right. And I know he wanted to go to a contender, and maybe that's the reason. Imagine because I'm assuming they would have wanted at least like a second round pick. Imagine him getting on a contender. Imagine could a contender adding him. Could you like, imagine going to play with his brother in Pittsburgh? Now, I don't think they needed him with no. Cam Hayward and who's the other. Three four end that they have there. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Stefan Tuit, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they don't need JJ Watt, but right. like everyone needs JJ Watt, right? Like, can you imagine the rotation or moving him down inside on like a passing down or something? Like, and I know he wouldn't. Like, they probably would never send him to an AFC team. You're probably right about but that. But like, too. imagine if like the Chiefs just did it. Imagine if the Chiefs went. Down. Yeah, you're like, probably right. They're probably not sending him. But in like, the, in the AFC. okay, imagine like Seattle was active and went after guys. Well, yeah, you know? like, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. What about imagine New Orleans? Him and Cam Jordan. <laughs> oh, by the way, Cam Jordan. I know you're going to yeah. sacked Matt Ryan. Has Most sacked him more. A single person <laughs> against a single quarterback ever. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. But the Colts rebounded after being embarrassed by uh, Tennessee. Last week, yeah. and uh, imagine him going. I know this is different, but imagine him going to the Rams. <laughs> Just put him on the Rams, man. Uh, Colts win twenty six to twenty. Colts improved to eight and four. Um, so Miami got the win today, which I'm happy about. Yeah. They didn't look good doing it. Which this is. I, I tried to keep back my expectations because I know that they're still early. They, they're they're oh, yeah. gotten better than a lot of people thought they would. And they were doing it in a way that wasn't sustainable. So they got caught against Denver, which sucks, two weeks ago. No, two, right. two games ago, or really three games ago now. Um, and they beat the Jets last week. It wasn't dominant, but they did it. But the Jets have been playing better. Oh, the Jets so are I getting guess better. I should be happy yes, about yes. that. Um, they won, what, like 24 to 3 or something yeah. like that. Today they gave up one giant play to Tyler Boyd on my bench, on... <laughs> but um, I benched him for David Montgomery, who outscored him. Did, yeah. So like that, that was he had, okay. he had a good game. But like I, I just worry. I'm like, man, if Burrow was in, would that game have been a lot closer or a loss? Like that's what concerns me, especially because it was right. in Miami. The Dolphins' offense just couldn't do anything again with, with, with Tua. Right uh, now, I mean they're beat up at running back, like literally. Miles Gaskin was activated after missing a month and he was the only like healthy running back they had. I think he carried every play that a running back got. He got because Salvin Ahmed was out. Uh, DeAndre Washington was out. Um, I miss it. Matt Bryda was out. Like they were down to Patrick Laird who had fumbled last week. And I'm not actually, I don't even know if he dressed. They didn't dress my boy, Malcolm Perry from Navy. Right. He was scratched this, this week, but but I don't want to make excuses. Uh, I'm happy that they're off to their best start since won. 2003. They're they're eight and four, which is they crazy didn't tie think. the Bengals. I mean, hey, <laughs> they did not tie the Bengals. No, they didn't tie the Bengals. But I don't know. I just uh, I'm just I was feeling really good in the weeks leading up to the Denver game, and now the last three weeks, even though they're two and one in those three games, I just it just makes me mad because they're better than Denver. Like they right. are better oh, than yeah. the Broncos. Yeah. But they couldn't put it together and do it. 
Right. Uh, I, I don't want them to be relying on defense special teams One and about playing it. at home. They lost to Denver. They beat the Rams. Right. They beat the Rams. They beat the 49ers who were favored to beat the Bills, apparently. Um, they destroyed the 49ers, I should yes. say, in San Francisco yes. when they were still playing games in San Francisco. Right. Uh, but I'm going to find out really quickly if this team is any good or it's just all smoke and mirrors and good schemes that they just don't have enough on offense because they play the Chiefs next week. Oof. At home, it is in Miami, so that'll help a little bit. But Miami's not score going to score more than 23 points with the way the offense is functioning. They got 19 against the Bengals today. If they can't hold Kansas City to 20 or fewer, they're not going to win. And I fully expect Kansas City, Kansas City to have 21 points in the first quarter next week. So <laughs> um, I just I don't see it happening. I know there was a, a some, one of the, the the talking heads from one of the networks was saying how he, he thinks Miami's going to upset the Chiefs in Week 14. Look, dude, I'm all about that. I would love oh to see gosh. that because that would send see? shockwaves around the yeah. NFL for the people who right. aren't paying attention. Right. But it's not happening. Right. It's not happening. You know what? And I just thought of this too. Like, man, the Colts hanging on. That's another good one for you because that's another loss for Houston. Well, I know. I, I wanted. I did want to mention that. I forgot. I'm glad you brought it up. To, when the Dolphins win and the Texans lose, it's a good day for me. Yes. Because even though Miami's ruining their own draft pick, the Texans are still getting them possibly one in the top ten. So them losing today was was a big one. I the need, only problem I need them is to keep losing. Now we stay up through the first round anyway, but you may end up having to stay up pretty darn late. Oh, I know like, you're right. I might have to. Let might me have to use a vacation day. You're gonna have to be paying more attention later. Like I know we stay up for it, but like you're gonna have to. Like usually, <laughs> let's be honest. Like usually, you're you know the first hour and a half. You you've got your Dolphins pick. Like yeah, you're I'm just kind of following usually along. Like I'm done. I'm just saying, uh, where hey, are the Penn Staters going? I, I'm going to get my Eagles one in the first hour this year. <laughs> sure, we might have role reversal coming Gosh. up. Um, we'll see. But, I mean, I'll, I'll still have to pay attention with the Texans pick. Right, so exactly. That, exactly. That'll be nice. That'll be nice. All right, we, we mentioned it already, but Minnesota tried to give the game away to Jacksonville today. The visiting Jacksonville Jaguars, I believe this was game was in Minnesota. It is. Minnesota missed two extra points and a field goal. And the Vikings won 27-24. The field goal was a long field goal. It was a long field goal. Dan Bailey kicked it through in overtime. I was happy to see this game go to overtime because it meant Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and um, Robinson, the Jaguars running back, all continued to pile up stats for me. I don't know that Thielen did much in overtime. The Jaguars touchdown early in the game was insane. Like, it bounced off. Oh, the one to Chenault. Yes. Yes. Uh, that was I texted you immediately. I was like, yes. "Did you just see that touchdown?" Yeah, it was uh, thrown by Glennon right. and deflected once or twice, right. maybe like yeah. just slight deflection, slight misdirection yeah. of the ball, but it, it landed in the the breadbasket of Chanel in the end zone. There and were the Vikings a, defenders could not believe it. There were a few times this weekend where we texted each other immediately after a play, and it was like, "Oh my gosh!" Maybe my favorite was when Penn State stopped Rutgers on fourth down. Yes. About five yards short of the first down. Oh, I'm pulling that up. And at the top, the wide receiver signals first down. <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling that up because it was great. Because I saw it and I was like, did I just see that? And I, I, I was like, I'm DVR, you know, I could All rewind. Right. I was like, nah. And then you texted me. I was like, I have to. I have to rewind and see um, oh what just happened. So let me see if I can pull it up. Because I, I, I then recorded it because I was like, I got to send this one out. It's yeah. too good. Yeah. So too good. Here it is. Let's uh, Let's pull this. Bad boy up. <laughs> get some. Let me get some full screen. Oh yeah, here we go. Let's uh, 
transition this over. So set it up. So this is what fourth and fourth. What were they like? Maybe fourth seven, and five, eight? six, seven, yeah. something like that. And they gain what, like three yards? Yeah, they gained like three yeah. yards. It was not close. It was not like a oh, there, stretch well, out the ball. First, first down. <laughs> nope, no, no. It, what's great is he then look. He turns around and looks, and it's like, turned, oh no. He like I don't. Is he looking at the the one behind him? I think I so. I think. But so. then you see the ref walking three yards in front of him. I like how it just keeps looping. I'll just keep going. Uh, so yeah, that Rutgers wide receiver. Sorry, bud. That was not a first down. Not even close <laughs> to a first down. But yeah, you and I noticed it, and you're like, "Tell me, you saw the receiver <laughs> pointing first down when he was what four yards short, four yards, four yards short." Oh, that's uh, Rutgers for you. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good to beat them. Yes, obviously. I mean, obviously, Ohio State and Michigan are the two big ones. But in terms of Big Ten teams that you like to beat, um, that that don't matter usually, in at least historical perspective. It's Rutgers and Maryland, and we right. didn't get the Maryland one this year, which really is upsetting, but we got the Rutgers one, so it's all good. It's all good. Um, I know this is just like salt into the wound, but Justin Jefferson, fifth game with 100 yeah. or more receiving yards, which is a rookie record for the Vikings. And remember, they had a pretty good receiver play as rookie year there, about 25 year, 24 years ago, yeah. whenever that was, 20, 22 years ago. Uh, and Randy Moss, mm-hmm. um, apparently unable to do that as a rookie. Yeah. So Justin Jefferson, whew, man, looking good. Looking They're not good. missing Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs no. in that offense with Thielen, Jefferson, Cook. Now, um, Cousins just needs to keep it going. Rager made a couple big plays. Today, he did. I, so see, like, I, it's not an anti Rager sentiment no. from any of us. No. It's just look at what they passed yeah. on. Like, and maybe Rager will end up having a better career. We don't know. It's not mm. even one year into it. But Jefferson's looking great. And obviously, we see what DK Metcalf is doing in Seattle. Right. Whereas J. Right. Dog. The problem with, with it, with the Jefferson Rager conversation, is you have all of these others. Like, you have every other one over the last however many years. Like, it, it, I saw a thing this week that basically said, like, over the last, like, five years of the draft, when you look at, like, analytics that, retroactively like evaluate drafts like how Roseman and the Eagles are amongst the bottom like handful of teams in every one of the statistics like every one of those metrics that that's unacceptable tip of the iceberg problems right there but like yeah they we well we we talked about it before and I will talk about it again in a little bit I'm sure so Denver at Kansas City is still three to three here. About are we nearing the end of the second or middle middle of the second middle of the second quarter? But Denver's driving and so is here, closing in the on thing. the end like, zone. They're I feel like first and goal from the seven. I'm telling you, Denver's better than the record is. They're I'm not saying they're a great team, but like I feel like they're they just scored a touchdown. They're relatively uh, close. It looked like they scored a touchdown. He's like inches away. All if right. he wasn't in, he's inches away. But like, look at the weapons they have on offense. Are you talking right. about Denver? Denver. Yeah. It's Bill Lindsay at, at running back. And Gordon. Right. Bill Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. Then you have your receivers. Oh we got a gosh. couple Penn State guys out there. Yeah. Who who are active. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun and KJ. Right. Yeah. And they get them the ball a lot. Like, relatively speaking, a lot. And I guess C- Cortland. It's hard for me is... to, it's hard for me to, like, kind of put it in perspective and because, like, 
Not only do the Eagles short. have very few playmakers, they don't ever get their playmakers the ball. So, like, it's hard. Like, when I see teams draft guys with talent and then get them the ball, like, I just, it's hard for me to recognize what exactly is going on. Yeah. So, the, the next game was Raiders-Jets in New York. After Las Vegas was embarrassed by Atlanta last week, there's no way I thought Las Vegas was going to lose to the Jets. No, today. no, I didn't think they were going to lose. Didn't. But I was kind of, and I knew I picked, I picked the Oakland to win. Las Vegas. Yeah. No, I picked Oakland. You picked Oakland. <laughs> um, you're like, let me go in and remove. Let that. me change that uh, for um, you. But I picked, I picked the Raiders to win. I was hoping the Jets would win, just because. I was, I was hoping the Jets to win because that would be the Jets thing to do. And I wanted to hear just those rumblings because you started to hear them last week about last year. The Raiders started six and five yep. and then finished one and five. And then you're like, the Raiders started six and five this year and then they got smoked. The Raiders by started Atlanta. six and three. The Raiders are six and three. So it would have been worse and still has the potential to be worse because. It was not at all convincing over the Jets no. today. And they've got, now got a primetime Saturday night game against the Dolphins coming up in, what, two weeks. They're right. Dolphins can take two, a victory three lap. Three weeks. I hope so. Because um, they got the Chiefs this week. They host the Chiefs, host the Patriots, at the Raiders, at the Bills. That's the Dolphins' schedule. Um, not easy after the way New England looked today. Now, I know it's the Chargers. So, I know the... The Patriots probably would have to win out to make the playoffs. But yeah, well, we said it we said it a couple weeks ago that we'll believe it when we see right. it kind of with them that they're out. Are they six and six? I, I think, think they're, they're six and six, six now. So yeah, they'd have to win their probably in their next four, which would put them on a six game winning streak because I think they were four and six. Right. So just imagine them. I have multiple things that are all right, points in my head, but I I I still, I'm not going to count them out until they're out. No, no. And don't get me wrong. I still, you watch them and you're like, eh. But I wouldn't want to play a team coached by Bill Chuck coming off of that big of a winning streak, seemingly putting it together. And then think about all the pieces they get back next year. Right. Just from the opt-outs. Right. That's the thing. <laughs> that That's the, the thing about the future of this. The is, other uh, part. Denver and, did just score, by the n- way. It's not going to happen. Like, it's not going to happen. But just imagine if they end up with the same or better record than the Buccaneers, right. who are only at seven and five. They're Which, one. Just a few weeks ago, we were talking about: Are they one of the best teams in the NFC? Are they the best team in right. the NFC? We were, right. you know, bagging on the the Packers, bagging on the Saints, bagging on the Seahawks, and talking about maybe it is Tampa Bay. And now seven and five, like they lost to the Bears. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I kind of view that like the Packers last year lost to the Eagles. Like, and I'm like, oh, that's that's a stain on your record that I just cannot overlook. We say, I like to say to my dad all the time, you know, every so often even a blind squirrel finds a nut. That's right. So that's, that's some right. of these some of these victories you never know, and that's what's going to be uh, when the Jets get a win because they'll they'll get a win. Like they're going to get a win. I don't think it was. Going it would have been 16. perfect today because they could have won and the Jaguars could have won. And then they could have really screwed things up for for themselves, but. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's something that's for yes. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, so the Raiders get the win, thirty-one twenty-eight. Jets gave it away after working so hard mm-hmm. to get a for your first win. You give it away in that manner. They, and there's that crazy stat yes. out there that so 
in, they rush too many people is in, essentially what it boils down right, to. In over the last 15 years, there have been like 250 plus scenarios that the Jets were facing today. The Jets are the first team and only team of all of those times over the last 15 years in the NFL. And it's like something like 248 instances of this exact scenario. Right. Final 15 seconds. Right. You know, winning by less than a touchdown. Right. Um, w- there was a third like qualifier. Right. It's Where, happened a lot. 240 right. sometimes, I think it they was. They rushed six guys. Rushed six instead of three or four. And, and they, get well, there. they played cover zero. They did not have any help over the top anywhere on the field. And they got burned two plays in a row. Carr overthrew By an Nelson, Nelson Aguilar on the first one. And then he did not overthrow Henry Ruggs. And here's the thing. The DB bit on the double move. Like, yeah, what are you doing? The Jets have no timeouts. Let him catch it for 10 yards. Right. Like, and when he goes to run by you, tackle well, him. See, their problem is they're using the Ravens quarterback at DB. Oh, it's, it's just tough. His name was Lamar. It's a terrible <laughs> joke. It's a terrible joke. But uh, as soon as I heard that's who it was, right. I was just like, there's two Lamar Jacksons in there right now. It's just like, confusing. If, seriously, like that's, that's the perfect example. Tackle him. Give him the 15 yards because he wasn't. Fifteen they yard, had, like uh, they had to would have to scramble very quickly to get another playoff, right? And th- this all happened after the Jets had stopped the Raiders inside the ten or five yard line yeah. on fourth and goal yeah. to Aguilar, I believe it was. And the Jets are all like, hyped up; they're going to win. Well, they don't get the Raiders a first had down. two timeouts. The Raiders left. use their timeouts; yeah. they get the ball back, and then they just kind of were like beat us like literally here beat us right and and i said to you i don't think they were throwing the game like there was no one out there trying to lose but i honestly think they like called that they called the defensive play well, you know two times it, in a row and they basically were like if we get beat we get beat do you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of last year middle of the season miami at pittsburgh on monday night where brian flores and his defensive coordinator basically called the all-out blitz send send eight you know uh, the Madden blitz where right. basically you have two cornerbacks and a safety. That's it. And Pittsburgh scored a huge touchdown. And I think that's what prompted coincidentally, Mike Greenberg of ESPN, a huge New York jets fan, by right. the way, to just blast Miami and saying how they're doing a disservice to the players. And they're making a mockery of the NFL um, just because they're clearly tanking and not even trying. Oh, uh, how the turntables, <laughs> how the turntables. So, yeah, Jets Raiders. That was that was something to how the way that game ended. Um, we got a few more games. I just want to run through quickly. It was an exciting game in Nashville between the Browns and Titans. And like I mentioned when I talked about the weekly picks earlier, I was all in on Tennessee this week because Tennessee looked I, like they had their mojo back, right? And I don't think Cleveland's that good. Yeah. I mean, they just made me look foolish now. Now, they tried to give this game away, too. And I texted you about Scott right. Hansen, who, congratulations on 200 episodes That's of NFL incredible. Red Zone. NFL Red Zone is amazing. I look forward to that every Sunday for 17 weeks. 200th episode of the program today. And Scott Hansen is awesome. Uh, but he's saying with how much – there was like 90 seconds left or something yeah. like that. The Titans were down by two uh, two scores. But they had the ball inside the red zone, inside the 10, I think. Yeah. And he's saying, like, this is a Browns win already. And I text you. I'm like, 
playing the Browns, having the ball with, and just needing a score and then an onside recovery, there's plenty of time for them to do that against the Browns. Well, did you see? And he came back later and was like, maybe I spoke too soon because they scored and were attempting an onside kick. They didn't get the onside kick. Then it was over. I saw a thing. It was one of the Alabama State Championships this weekend. It was just one of those things going around on social media. Not the Texas one where the guy ripped the ref? No, no. no. This one, the team was was down nine with like 18 seconds left. Down nine. Throw a bomb and score. Okay. Do they kick the extra point? Yeah. I kick the they... extra point. So they're down two. Recover the onside's kick and kick a long field goal to win it. Like, it wasn't wow. like a 60-something. They got, like, another play, I think. But, like, they end up winning. They were down. They're down nine with 18 to play, and they win and by And they one. won by one. The state championship. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that yeah. And crazy. it was it was on Alabama's thing field. Of dream like, the big or, A is oh, there. Like, yeah. Thing of dreams or thing of nightmares. Like, if you lose that game. Right. But that, that's why, like, no matter what team it is, it doesn't matter if it's Wilson, Penn State, Miami, Navy. I want to be up. BYU? <laughs> yeah. Another heartbreaker? I want to be up three scores near the end of the game. Two yes. scores is not enough no. because you get one and they recover the onside kick right away. You're like, There's I don't scores. know why people don't talk about it more in other sports. But in hockey, you hear people all the time say a two-goal lead is, like, the most dangerous lead because, no. like, yeah. Every I want three possessions, three scores, yes. three goals. Like in basketball, I want to be up by at least nine. Right. At least nine. Right. I actually prefer 10, 11, 12. You know? I look at 13 because it's highly unlikely that I'll foul them on the made three pointer three, three straight right. times. But if I but do it's... and they make it, I'm still up by one. No, exactly. Right. In football, I look for 17. 17. 17. I want to be up 17 with like 90 seconds to play. <laughs> if I'm not, I'm like, oh God, I'm right. just sitting there like, uh, just rocking. Right. They're not going to win. In they, baseball, they're, they're it needs to be it. five because a grand slam. Because yeah. <laughs> that can turn real quick. Right. But that's like m- most places, three possession. But yeah, baseball is an interesting mm-hmm. one because you can get four with one swing of a bat. <laughs> right. So. Uh yeah, baseball's five, football, like you said, I think seventeen right. is, is, is the People safety are like, oh, 14. Net. No, 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 not even you close. can lose on like, two possessions with 16 14. is okay because I can't lose on two possessions. Right. I, at worst we're we're in overtime. Right. But no, I seventeen, yeah, basketball, like at a minimum nine, but honestly, like you said, I'm thinking more like eleven or twelve. <laughs> Because, I mean, we've seen, I mean, there's that very famous one. Um, what, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller for Indiana yeah. scores, like, what does he score? Like, 12 points in, like, 30 seconds or something. Like, it's something absurd. Yeah. Absolutely absurd. So, no lead is safe, is what I'm saying. Right, yeah. Um, this is what sports has done very to us. Stressful. This is what yeah. sports has done to us. I want to be up by five if it's the Phillies, three if it's the Flyers. 12 if it's the Sixers, and 17 if it's the Dolphins. <laughs> Anything less than that, I'm sitting there thinking, how are they going to lose? Yeah. How are they going to lose? Yep. Uh, so the Rams beat the Cardinals today, 38-28. <laughs> to 28. The Rams are now in control yeah. pretty handily in yeah. the NFC West. Uh, I got that one. I, I did too. Yeah. I did too. Things have changed. I have been on Arizona. We've been on Arizona and for I, a while. I still think they're headed in the right direction. They just don't have it right now. Right. right? They're... they're they, they have the makings of a young team right, right. now, which at areas they're young and at areas they're not. But, like, they'll be okay. The Rams are playing really well right now. Uh, this is the big, biggest upset of the day. 
The Giants beat the Seahawks, and that was in Seattle. What is going on with seventeen Seattle? to twelve? Now the Seattle was up five nothing, five nothing. I was yes. thinking like this is a Penn State Iowa game, right. a good safe lead if I'm rooting for the Phillies. <laughs> right, exactly. Five nothing at halftime. They lose seventeen to twelve. The Seahawks, who had been rolling on offense but terrible on defense, have kind of almost switched positions now, where the defense has yeah. gotten better, right. but the offense has regressed. Right, the offense is not doing well right at all right now. And credit to Joe Judge and the Giants team without. Barkley and your quarterback. Now, maybe you're not high on Daniel Jones, but they right. did it with Colt McCoy, who two right. weeks ago I said to you, I was like, I didn't even know you're still in the league. Right. Right. And they're they're upsetting Seattle at home. And it drops the Seahawks to eight and four, who even at eight and four, they have not looked good of late. No. Not looked good. No. So even though they're they're tied with the Rams, like the Rams have all the momentum there. Uh, I say after they lost to San Francisco last week. So it's a week-by-week league. It's up and down, and Seattle could look amazing next week, and we'll see. The thing is, there is still enough time for Seattle to get right, but teams are getting pressure on Russell Wilson now. And, like, he is mobile, but he doesn't want to, like, they're – People are containing him and getting pressure, and that causes problems. Also, like he threw a pick today that went off of Chris Carson's face mask. Like that's not his fault, right? I know that's one of those where like that should be an interception should also be a stat for the wide for the receiver. Um, and like right, yeah, that doesn't have to on, count man. on every single one, but it should. Like it, it, it should be there for like one like that where you hit him in the face mask. Like I don't know what you want. I'm not sure where anyone to do with that. Right. Um, so the Giants have won four in a row. They're the opposite of the Bears. Uh, they're five and seven and now f- absolutely in control in the NFC East. Yeah. Uh, Washington and Dallas haven't played yet, so they could apply some pressure from behind I, there. Yeah, but we'd be stunned if Washington won this week, right? Like, uh, yeah. even with the Steelers' crazy situation, like... I, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. But, I mean, the Giants... Giants gonna be a playoff team? I don't know. Like I still think I still think Dallas wins it. You I think still so? I still do. I still do. It'll be interesting, but the Giants are five and seven and and for now in first place in the NFC East with that victory over Seattle. Um Patriots, we mentioned blank the Chargers in LA, 45 nothing. This one surprised me. Not that New England won, because they picked New England to win. It just surprised me how awful the chargers looked and how good new england looked the chargers i don't know they don't have it they dropped the three and nine new england improves the six and six but the chargers have not impressed me i thought they'd be better herbert has looked really good he did have a great game today but he looks like the future there unfortunately they're the head coach and coaching staff, most of them are probably going to be gone. They need something there. They need improvement, especially defensively despite having Joey Bosa, they can't do much else right out in LA with the chargers and new England. I mean, putting up 45, 45 points is nothing to, uh, right. To sneeze at. So. Well, and they were doing it like old new England ways. Like, I don't mean that like with the running the ball, but they, they were able to run it. Cam Newton hit on some passes. Like my dad watching today, he's like, everything he throws is like a hundred miles an hour. I'm like, yes. Like I know when people talk about, Oh, maybe his shoulder's still not right. Maybe it'll never like completely be right again. It's not arm strength that's the issue. Like when you're watching it, he still can just has a cannon. He looks like if you were to give like a college, like football, like a college kid, like a youth league football, like he, his hands are massive and he just rockets the ball. Right. Um, but I'm telling you, like, I just, 
not a problem for my team this year at all, no matter what. <laughs> and my team would be in the NFC, so it wouldn't be a problem. I would love for it to be a problem anyway, but like, I just, I'll, I'll believe the Patriots are out of it when I know they when are they mathematically are eliminated. eliminated. Yep. Because I just, I'm like, man, what if, what if they get it right? And I'll, I'll be honest, I'm here for the conversation of if they get an equal or better record than, than the Bucks and are able to, now I don't know that they're actually going to be able to pull it off, but man, like after this beginning of the year, when everybody was ripping Belichick and being like, Oh, it was clearly all Brady and it's all Brady and it's all Brady. And then for them to have the same record, like oh, if that, that happens, yeah, they're only game back. Right. Like you look at like, even even without that, even if they don't catch them, if they're within a game or two, look at what Bilicek did it with versus what Brady has done it with. Oh my gosh. I, and, I, and, I, and all the chirps this week about how like Arians is, isn't doing him any service, you know, or he's doing him a disservice and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, so basically everyone is agreeing that Tom Brady is a system quarterback. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I feel like we've always been in the camp while we don't sell Brady short by any stretch of the imagination. We like to poke fun uh, for sure and, and try to take things away from him in a joking manner. But we understand that he's one of the best to ever do it. However, I think both of us, it may have wavered a little bit at times during this year, but I think both of us credit Belichick with more of New England's dominance than Brady. Absolutely. Now, would he have done it without Brady? In that fashion, I don't know. You needed both. They had yes, to be there. Right. It was a symbiotic relationship. Yes. You needed both of them. But I think in the at the end of the day, and we could see it already this season, I think Belichick is going to prove that he was slightly more important than Brady was to the Patriots dynasty, which may not be over. I don't know. We'll see. They're probably not going to win the division this year. I don't see Buffalo and Miami both faltering that much. Um, I would see Miami faltering before Buffalo. but. I think there's too much of a, a lead. There's a two-game lead with four weeks to but play. Like, it could Buffalo still happen. Buffalo and New England play. In two they weeks, all three so like, of them still play. Right. So, like, how how nuts would it be if they beat Buffalo in that game? I'm not saying even to win the division, but just, like, if they win some of these games down the stretch, it's just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, so even if they don't win all four, if they get the nine wins, nine wins with that team, you're not convincing me. Unless, unless Brady, like, and them win out. And... And do something in the playoffs. You're not convincing me that that was better or more successful than what Belichick did. I, I, I mean, I, if you're okay with it, I'm going to give you a reprieve this week on talking Eagles. Yeah, I'm fine. with Only this. because we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, if we were, we could go on for another half an hour just to talk about the Eagles, um, who lost today to the Packers in La- La- at Lambeau, thirty to sixteen. Philadelphia is now three eight and one. Green Bay improves to nine and three, just a game back of the Saints for the NFC number one seed. Um, there, there's a lot to not like again in that performance. The offensive game plan and play calling still the, leaves a lot to be I, desired. The only thing I'll say is, and I said this to you in a text, is if Carson Wentz is broken, and I don't know that he is, but if he is, the Eagles broke him. He, it's not the other way around. It's not Wentz is hurting the Eagles. The Eagles have hurt Wentz. Um, if I'm him and I know it, it, it's a lot more complicated than that, especially due to the money and stuff, but I'm him, I want out like, uh, like I want out. I know you signed the extension. I know you have all that stuff, but I want out. I want to, they might start get somewhere. to mutually get to that 
point. Right. I, they're not going to get anything in a trade because of the contract and this play of late. Um, maybe a mid-round pick, like a, like a fourth or fifth that maybe could move up to a right. third based on incentives. But, but they're not going to get a lot for him. No. And I said I texted you this today. I said, are the Eagles going to Drew Brees, Carson Wentz? Like, are they going to move on from him? See, I think the money makes it almost impossible to do that this year. Like, I don't see him doing it because he's going to count for almost $60 million of the cap next year, even if they trade him. Because of the way the structure is, like, but the, there are so many problems with the Eagles, so many problems. And I've talked about the play calling and those things. I talked about it last week. Gave you the specifics about how they never roll them out. You know, still haven't. And and guess what they did? Like the first three passes they for, did for Jalen, for Jalen Hurts, Hurts, they roll them out. Also gave Miles Sanders a bunch of carries the first drive, and then he disappeared once again. Again, they didn't call again. Any call any running plays while Carson was in, and and those are the reasons why I know people. I know we said we weren't getting into Eagles, but when people <laughs> are like, "How can you fire a coach who won a Super Bowl three years ago?" Because the problems aren't like bad luck, like the injuries. Okay, somewhat, but like when you're like when the the problems are based are rooted in decisions. And repeated decisions, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know what to think. I, I, yeah, I don't. So, know. um, one of our, our our mutual friends, acquaintances, and actually a former um, player and student of ours, uh, Dustin Miller, tweeted out in the last few weeks that the Indianapolis Colts will win the Super Bowl in twenty twenty three, coached by Frank Reich, featuring Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz, because. Philadelphia, yeah. the organization, and a lot of the fans are attempting to push them out the door. Um, mm-hmm. And he thinks they're both going to land in Indianapolis after Philip Rivers, you know, retires. Wentz takes over there. Ertz shows up with him because they're kind of pushing him out there, too. Um, and, you know, I just thought I was like, it could absolutely happen. Oh, it could, it absolutely, could absolutely happen. happen. Absolutely. Um, I, I, right now, I mean, I think nearly everyone would pick Frank Reich over Doug Peterson. Oh, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. If I could if I could if the Eagles could trade oh, coach maybe, for coach. I was gonna say not this year's first round pick. <laughs> but like <laughs> if the Eagles could trade for Frank Reich, I'd I'd do it. Not this year's because it's gonna be way too high. So we will lead next week, episode three nineteen on Sunday, December thirteenth. We'll lead with the Eagles game. Wonderful. Just so that we can talk about the Philadelphia football team because well, we'll we didn't get to, to tonight. Jalen Hurts is probably going to start next week. Oh, we'll have a lot to talk about then because we can obviously talk about his first career start should that happen. I think a lot of people think it's going to happen, but obviously that has not been announced yet. Doug said he has to review a whole bunch of things including injuries and film, obviously. But I feel like it's trending in that direction because why do you give him the time that he did today? Not just a you know we, a, a relief role like Taysom Hill or Sean Clifford, Will Levis type of thing. This was a, we need to see what you can do. Um, Yeah. So we'll lead with the Eagles. Who do they play next week? The saints, the Eagles saints. Yeah. Yeah. So Eagles saints next week. We'll see what happens there. We'll lead the show with all kinds of talk about the Eagles since we didn't get to touch on them as much this week as we would have liked. And, um, like I said, it'll be an interesting week for my Dolphins too, playing the Chiefs. Um, and could, could, see, be this rough, is, could be a rough week for This us. is what I hate. I wanted the Chiefs to destroy the Broncos 
today, and they may still do it. But I hate playing a team coming off a loss that they shouldn't have had because to me that always means that they're hyper focused and out to disprove everyone that's trashing them. So I need the Chiefs to uncork on the Broncos in the second half so that I can feel going in that maybe Miami won't lose by 35. So yeah, that, I, that's where I'm at. It'll be interesting because the Chiefs can't afford a second loss if they want the bye. Because um, the Steelers may lose one, but I don't know that. The, and there, it will be interesting to see who has the tiebreakers and things like that. Right. So um, it may depend on who that loss comes to for the Steelers. But. Denver is up ten to six, and they're nearing halftime. So I, I just saw that, at. and I had to laugh because they're up ten to six with the ball in Chiefs territory. I'd like the forty-four. Win probability is still 62% for the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's where we're at. So, all right, that's it, everyone. The end of episode 318 of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. We'll be back in one week's time to talk about all the action in week 14 of the Professional Football League. And um, we'll lead with the Eagles, and I'm sure we'll at some point talk Dolphins Chiefs and everything else in between. Maybe we'll be to a, or will we have a normal week of football. Will we have... Uh, Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Is awesome. that where we're trending? Think so, awesome. maybe? I yeah. wouldn't bank on it, but... I, <laughs> right. I, I'm not I'm a betting hopeful. man. We'll bring Paul on again for that. Yeah. He can give us uh, the prop bets of when the NFL games are going to play, if that's, a th- if that's a thing. I'm so. sure it's a thing somewhere. Somewhere. Someone's got that out there. So, all right. That's it for us. Thanks for joining us. And we'll be back again next week. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your emails to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time...